Happy Friday, all you wonderfully successful, beautiful-hearted Seattle Kraken hockey fans. Eric Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. And do you want to talk some college hockey? Let's talk some college hockey. We're also going to get you ready for this weekend's game against the Washington Capitals as the Kraken hit the road for five. All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. <laughs> You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken. I'm your host, Erica Lindsay. Ayala. As always, thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. We didn't have a game day yesterday. The Seattle Kraken had the day off, but they are back at practice today. They're on the road, though, as they are taking on the Washington Capitals tomorrow. I went over some of the opponents, of course, but we're going to do a deeper dive into the Washington Capitals, so let's get it going. You may remember... We took on the Caps November 22nd, 5-2 victory in our favor. Uh, Let's have those odds be in our favor. But of course, you know I like to do the stats and facts. Uh, We are in our last 10, 2-7-1, while the Caps are 4-6-0. Power play is still something that we're struggling with by the numbers, but so are the Caps. Uh, That being said, um, our penalty kill is getting better. It's something that Dave Haxtell has said he and the team are working on and not just to absorb whatever the other team is giving, but to really be aggressive. And we saw that uh, come to fruition with Colin Blackwell's shorthanded goal, shorty swing my way. I love it. I love it. Um, so that's where we stand. The overall record, 17, 34, and 5 for the Seattle Kraken. 29, 18, and 9, of course, for the Washington Capitals. Ovechkin, obviously, is one of the players you always want to watch. Uh, Carlson, he uh, has six points in the last five games. Ovi has two goals in the last five games. Carlson also getting it done with the assists. Uh, so we'll see uh, what we have to focus on there. Um, so the season series, this will determine the the winner of the season series. Well, I guess I should say the Seattle Kraken can win the season regular season series if they get the win. If the Caps get the win, then we split one aside. Um, the Seattle Kraken, of course, are on the road. Talked about it yesterday. They go back to back. So I am also going to give you the numbers for the game on Sunday, Carolina, because we are a, we are a, a Monday through Friday podcast. So before we get into before we talk about Maddie Beneers and Big Ten and the Wolverines, let's also talk about the Sunday game. This is also 7 p.m. Eastern time or uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, so back-to-backs. That being said, we probably will see Grubauer and Drieger because they continue on the road. Similarly to our series with the Washington Capitals, we have the opportunity to sweep the series with um, – the Canes. Now, this was a good game. As I recall, it was Drieger and Net 
for this win. Now the Canes, though, are 6-2-2. Two, and two. They lost their last game. We won our last one. Told you the Seattle Kraken are 17-34-5. The Carolina Hurricanes are 37-12-5. They have the sixth overall power play. Their penalty kill is the absolute best in the league. So that's something that we're going up against. Talked about the the goal differential yesterday. I mean, <laughs> they're up there when it comes to goal differential. So, um, you know, this is statistically going to be a difficult game and a difficult back-to-back for the Seattle Kraken. So some of the keys for me is definitely splitting the time between the goaltenders and defense. You heard Dave Haxtell on yesterday's show talk about that he felt the defense was good and defense has to continue to be good for the Seattle Kraken to get as many wins as possible. I think that they can be a little bit hit or miss when it comes to defense, but when they play the team defense, when everyone's buying in and just giving all they got, that's when this Seattle Kraken team plays its best. Individually, the Seattle Kraken, we know that they have players that are high caliber. They haven't come together in the way that we thought they would. Maybe it's just not enough of, you know, pure talent and grit to get over the hump at times, but the players that I see as the glue between the potential and what we see on the ice are players like Yanni Gord, um, are players like Eberly, are players like, um, you know, I think Larson for the most part is kind of a defender that I look for to kind of get it going. Obviously, Gio is the captain. I love Ryan Donato's energy. I obviously talk about it all the time. You probably knew I was going there. Colin Blackwell, the way he got excited. We need some of that excitement. I think the Seattle Kraken are, they're just like, bless, bless their hearts. They're a sweet, nice, polite team. Uh, Obviously, they can scrap it on the ice from time to time. But what I want them to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hit or miss when it comes to the fighting. Actually, I'm all miss. You can miss me with that. Not my vibe coming from women's hockey. I don't think it's necessary. But what is necessary is every shift, every puck battle, bringing that energy. You don't have to throw, you know, throw a right hook, uppercut. I'm not impressed by that. As Shania Twain said, that don't impress me much. What impresses me is block shots. What impresses me is winning puck battles. What impresses me is absolutely standing people up on the blue line as they're trying to enter your zone. Don't you dare. Don't you dare even think about it. And that's when the Seattle Kraken play their best hockey is when they do that instead of fighting center ice, do it every shift. Come on, do it every shift. That's the kind of that's the kind of Seattle Kraken hockey I want to see. We know they have that potential. So this game again is going to be on March sixth on Monday's show. I'll of course recap all of those things. I actually also on Monday. Um, I don't know that I can really talk about it yet, uh, which is why I mean I guess I'm kind of talking about it, but I'm just super excited. I got some super exciting news. It's in the works, but it should be finalized by Monday. So hopefully I'll have some good news uh, for you that I can share for me personally on Monday. And then also I've been telling you for a while now that I plan to catch up with the Seattle Kraken uh, in Seattle when the Black Hockey Mobile Museum makes its way to Seattle. That's actually next month, but this month is Women's History Month. And Black Girl Hockey Club is going to be 
uh, I believe it's the, the game on the 19th. Uh, and then there's uh, something at Cracking uh, Community Iceplex on the 18th, which I believe is the Friday. So let me just double check. Yeah, the 18th is that Friday. So we've got about two weeks. So in another week or so, I'll be letting you know about that. But happy Women's History Month. We're going to talk more about it. I've given you a quick preview of Saturday night's game, giving you a quick preview of Sunday night's game or afternoon, late afternoon, early evening. Um, coming up next, though, we're going to talk about Maddie Beneers and Big Ten hockey. They've got a big game coming up. They go into the postseason as the number two seed. And then I want to take you back at the close of the show to um, – our good man, Ron Francis, he did talk about Maddie Beneers. I know I, I teased it yesterday, but on today's show, we're going to hear him talk about Maddie, what he's thinking about for Maddie Beneers, and what he's thinking about for another high draft pick that it's inevitable that the Seattle Kraken will have. That's coming up on Locked on Kraken. So it might be that time of year where you're questioning your New Year's resolutions, if you even remember them, but uh, you don't have to worry about that for this year, especially if getting healthier, getting fit, focusing on your calorie intake was part of your New Year's resolutions because Built Bar has you covered. But don't worry, you don't have to sacrifice taste. Have you tried the puffs? This is something you can actually enjoy eating. Uh, you don't want to miss out on one of the best tasting built bars. I've talked about it before. I love the puffs. You get marshmallow, but um, it has incredible flavor. The churros are the ones that I've tried. The coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all keep in that 100% covered in chocolate, um, but also high in protein, low in sugar, low in carbs, and low in calories. So this is what you're getting when you get a built bar on average, you're getting 130 calories. You're getting four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Starting off your day with a, a, a good healthy dose of protein is critically important. And if you go with built bar, it's an option where, uh, you can have something tasty as well. So if you go to builtbar.com and you, Use promo code. So you can go to built.com now, use promo code LOCKED15, and that will give you 15% off your next order. That's built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built Bar. Happy snacking. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Cracking your first listen of the day. But you don't want to miss what's happening around the league, including what's going to happen uh, or what's happening with some of our opponents as we hit the road for these next five games. We've got Washington and Carolina back-to-back. -back. So there's one place where you can catch all of the news and updates, and that's on Locked On Now. Your local experts give you the analysis you need to keep up to date with what's happening in the NHL. And just like everything else, like Locked on Kraken and all your other favorite shows. It's absolutely free for you to watch on YouTube or to listen on your favorite podcast platform. But we're going to keep it rolling because we've got to talk about our number two overall pick, Maddie Beneers, who's on the number two overall team in the NCAA on the men's side. And um, Maddie Beneers and the Wolverines are entering the Big Ten Tournament they're going to enter at the quarterfinal series 
and they're going to take on they're going to take on Michigan State. Um, it's going to be a, a a good one. First, we got to clap it up for our boy Maddie Beneers. He ends the regular season as the Big Ten scoring champion. He collected twenty seven points in league play. You'll hear from Ron Francis about what the nineteen year old was able to do even before leaving for the Olympics. And then, of course, we saw what he did at the Olympics. Unfortunately, we did not see him in the shootout, but I'll let it go eventually. Maybe not. I'm not sure. All right. Here's what we have. It's a three-game series if necessary. So best of three on Friday, March 4th. That's today. It's uh, the Wolverines, Maddie Beneers and the Wolverines against Michigan State at Yost Ice Arena. Ice Arena, excuse me. That's 7 p.m. local time. They go, they go head-to-head again, 7 p.m. local time. Um, on Saturday, the Friday game is on FS2. There's also a live stats and a live audio link that Michigan State, or excuse me, Michigan is providing Michigan versus Michigan State. That's a big one. Um, so I'll leave the link in the show notes for you on on Saturday. It's Bali Sports Detroit. And there also will be live stats and a live audio link for you. And then Sunday, if necessary, FS2 has got you covered. So here's what we need to know going in. Uh, Again, Michigan is the number two team overall. They have a 25-9 and one record. They're hosting the number seven seed, Michigan State. It's a best of three quarterfinal at Yost Arena with uh, the game on Sunday uh, if necessary. Now, uh, Michigan ended 25, nine and one. They did get in their last series. They were swept by Notre Dame. Um, but you know, they're ready and hungry, hungry, like the wolf, or in this case, Wolverines to come out big and come out swinging. You're going to hear from Ron Francis. Uh, we've heard from Maddie Beneers and a lot of the other guys that have come back um, or on this team, you've got Mackie Samuskevich, his sister. Uh, um, you've got Mackie Samuskevich, sister of Melissa Samuskevich, who played at Quinnipiac, who's about to return to the PHF with the Connecticut Whale this weekend. But he's a freshman, seven goals, 17 assists, and uh, is at 24 points overall in his first season. You've got uh, Luke Hughes, Kent Johnson. A lot of these guys talked about wanting to be on this team, having a real shot at an NCAA title in the Frozen Four. So we'll see if the guys can go all the way. Now, here's what you got to know about their opponent. The Spartans finished, as I mentioned, the regular season in seventh place with 17 points. They were outscored 87-51 in their 24 Big 10 games. They snapped a 13-game losing streak when they played against Penn State. Now, I mentioned Melissa Semaskevich. She actually coached for Penn State on the women's side. Um, and again, her brother Mackie on this team. Um, you got to look out for Mitchell Lewandowski. Uh, he's uh, a point per game player. He has missed time due to injury. So MSU is looking to have him back and moving and grooving. So it's a, an exciting time for, as they say in the hockey world, college hockey. Uh, we've got tournament play happening right now. First, it's conference play, then to the big show in the NCAA tournament. So this has been such an interesting time for college players as they've had two and a half-ish seasons 
greatly impacted by COVID. I've talked on the show before. Actually, Maddie Beniers was set to go to Harvard. The mass boy was going to go to Harvard University. That is until Harvard and the Ivy League suspended all sports in the first season of the pandemic. And so he took his opportunity to play for Michigan. And I think it's been working out for him so far. Um, so, you know, uh, we definitely want to send our well wishes and good luck to Maddie Beneers. I will be keeping an eye on how this goes. I'll be on the road calling some PHF games, including Melissa Semeskevich coming back to the PHF, but I will definitely be keeping my eyes on Michigan. I will definitely be keeping my eyes on the Seattle Kraken and there's women's hockey. There's also PH, uh, or excuse me, the PWHPA and PHF action. The PWHPA is uh, actually being hosted by the Washington Capitals. So don't want to miss that action. I'll leave some links for you in the show notes and also check out Locked on Kraken. But coming up next, we're going to hear from Ronnie Francis. He's going to talk about our number two pick who's going up against MSU Michigan State University in the Big Ten conference play. Let's hear from Ronnie about not just Maddie Beneers, but about other prospects and picks that might be in play as we get close to the trade deadline. All right, let's go back to Ron Francis. He had a birthday this week. We got a win at home. Climate Pledge Arena celebrated Kraken Day. I hope you enjoyed that video I played yesterday. It will also be on the YouTube page as long as as long, excuse me, as well as the video of the mayor giving the proclamation for Kraken Day. I also want to post the full um, Ukrainian anthem. I think. I'll say it this way on the podcast. I think the Seattle Kraken are doing it the right way. They had the U- the Ukrainian flag um, uh, basically on the ice during the anthem and have been showing their support and raising awareness to the conflict in that way. So stick taps to the Seattle Kraken. All of those extra videos up over on the Locked on Kraken YouTube page or right here on the Locked on Kraken YouTube page if you're watching on YouTube. Wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, as always, I want to make sure I say thank you. So appreciative. We're back in the swing of things. Like I said, I have a pretty exciting announcement. I should have a pretty exciting announcement. I'm I'm claiming it. I have a pretty exciting announcement, personal announcement, that hopefully I'll be able to give you some details on on Monday's show, so you'll want to stick around for that. But without further ado, let's get over to Ron Francis, and he will be the last voice that you hear on this episode of Locked on Kraken. So with that, I will remind you to hold fast, stay true, and make sure that you stay locked on social media because I will um, have some updates I'll do my post games. I'll actually be on the same. T- I'll be in the same time zone as the Seattle Kraken for the next uh, two games. So I'll make sure to get those post game videos up for you. So hold fast, stay true, and loudly we say, "Let's go Kraken!" But right now, let's go to Ron Francis. I'll see you on Monday, everyone. Maddie's had a terrific year. I think uh, when he left for the Olympics, he was uh, second in the NCAA for scoring, which is pretty impressive for a 19-year-old kid. And a lot of the players in that league are, you know, 22, 23, 24, even some 25-year-olds. So to be able to do that is exciting. Um, got a chance to go back to the World Juniors, defend his gold medal there. Unfortunately, that tournament got shut down. And then got an opportunity when the league decided, the NHL decided not to be Olympics to play there. I thought he played really well. Um, I don't know if any of you caught the last game. Unfortunately, they lost, but the last game, and even in overtime, he was he was pretty dynamic in that game. So really exciting to see. Um, 
no conversations at this point about what he's doing moving forward. Matty is with Michigan. That's where his focus is right now. They're trying to win a national championship. And uh, we wish him all the best for him and his teammates doing that. Once that is complete, then we'll get into the discussions with uh, he and his agents as future plans. But uh, certainly been really pleased with what he's doing. I know he talked about Riker Evans having a terrific year as well. You know, mention another kid, Ryan Winterton. You know, he got injured in, in training camp and practice, fell into the boards. weren't sure if we we're going to have to have surgery or rehab. We brought him out to Seattle, see our doctors in camp. Doctors decided that it was better to rehab him. Didn't get ready to play until January 1st, then came down with COVID. Then he was ready to play again. The team came down with COVID. Then he got finally in a game, and he got five points his first game, and he's, he's lighting it up with something like 26 points in 14 or 15 games, having a real strong uh, season. So... Hopefully that'll carry over. His team looks like they're pretty strong, go deep in the playoffs, and hopefully win a Memorial Cup. Maybe that leads to an opportunity for him with the, the World Juniors of Team Canada. So really progressing well there. I mean, even Vili Atavainen, our fourth-round pick, got to make the, the, the Finland World Junior team, which is exciting for a fourth-round pick. And, and our other guys, Jacob Melanson, Simeon Boisevoff, the goaltender in Russia, and, and Justin Janicki are all, all progressing well. So, um, you know, it looks like our scouts did a real good job. It's still early in the process, but so far we're pleased with, with all those picks and focused on making sure that we take advantage of, of our picks again this year in a similar fashion. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> usually with higher picks, um, um, the agent and the player wants you to, in essence, burn the year. Um, so in theory, you know, if at the end of his season with Michigan and if he wanted to come out, that's the deal we would most likely look to do is to try and sign him and burn a year, which would get him into our lineup. Um, the NCAA Frozen Four uh, is April 7th and 9th in Boston, so it would be after that point, assuming that they're doing the finals. But, you know, again, his, his focus right now is on winning a national championship, and we wish him all the best in that. Would you guys prefer to burn that first year, or would you rather have him play? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's not even that. Like that, that's more coming out of training camp. This yeah. is by by putting like we'd sign him for the season and put him in the lineup. So, um, yeah, I mean, the team would certainly like prefer not to burn it, but that's that's part of doing business in today's world with with high draft picks. So. Um,